Welcome. This is the Arcology Lone Star Actual Play Podcast. I'm Box. After the first catastrophic taco run, which left Nina in the hospital and potentially exposed Tony's Lone Star ties, officers Garrett and Holmes make another attempt to gather information about the mysterious gun source at the El Rancho del Taco. You know how many uh, game, game days have passed since our last session? None. Alrighty then. <laughs> yeah, I think it's the same game date. Okay. Well, the last session started on on the thirtieth, and I think you guys are doing something, some stuff on the thirty-first. I think the thirty-first is the day that you guys uh, went out and you know shot some gangers and got shot by them and stuff. Alrighty, so we're still on Halloween then. Devil's night. That's the reason why our cab situation got so effed up. Go gangers. That and a whole lot of critical glitches in a row. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, that too. <laughs> See, I tried to block that out of my head, Cliff. <laughs> yeah, critical glitches on edge tests. Yeah, I think all three passengers in the car. Oh, I remember that, yes. Yeah, so Nita's in the hospital. I forget who went with uh, Tony to the uh, El Rancho del Taco. Or was it just I, you by yourself? I believe I went. Yeah, I think it was just the two of them. Yep, and there's this one really big dude who was uh, staring at you guys when you were there. Yep, and he had his two meatheads meet him and run out. But we did get all those tacos for Nina and everybody else on the team at the hospital. Yes, yes we did. Yeah, I seem to remember almost punching out Mr. Action Jackson. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Well, it looks like we got here just in the nick of time to claim, uh, claim all the glory and not have to do any of the work. I see combinations all around, boys. It wasn't he trying to pick up on Nina, like making passes at her when they're loading her into the uh, dock wagon? Oh, or excuse me, crash cart? Oh, yeah. yeah well, not exactly passes at her, but uh, trying to get her to join, you know, SWAT as opposed to, uh, you know, you guys. I considered keying his car when I'm up and about. Oh, I'll do it for you. <laughs> Alright, so yeah, so Nina's in the hospital being treated. I don't think anybody else is really injured, were you? Of course not. Of course not. I don't think so. I don't take cabs. <laughs> I got stun damage, but that's it. Yeah, luckily the drone pretty much decided just to uh, target Nina, not the driver. Oh, but. Well, she was kind of hanging out the window shooting people with a sniper yeah. rifle. Yeah, I, I made myself a pretty uh, tempting target there. Perhaps we should go by and see Nina, LT. Pick her some of these tacos. Okay, I thought we'd already... Well, uh, we can be there. That's where we went with the tacos. Oh, okay. I wasn't sure if we'd drop them off there or not. Gotta get them there while they're still hot. Yeah. Alright, so you go visit Nina in the hospital. She's uh, she's basically just resting. Various medical gizmos attached. I'm reading a book in AR. That's why she's not looking at me, is it? <laughs> I'll notice movement come into the room and glance over, close the book. Hi. You know what I do when I'm reading? I put the AR right over somebody's face, and then they think I'm paying them attention. <laughs> I'll have to remember that next time. But I'd never do that to you, sir. 
Right. Hope you're uh, doing better. Things check out. So when uh, when can you return to uh, service? I think they've got you cleared from duty for at least two days, depending on how well you, uh, and you know possibly more depending on how long it takes you to recover. All right. Doc said two days. Two days in here, and then I'm out. Okay, well, that's uh, probably going to set our timeline. Uh, looks like we got made on the way there. So we're probably going to sit down and do a little planning, and we're going to follow up on that guy there and see uh, what's going on. How do you mean you got made? Oh, the dip said some kind of magical thing uh, followed us back. Um, really, I kind of look at it as... Uh, kind of sad uh, commentary on some of our own team that took uh, the guy on patrol around the headquarters to find out that I was being followed home. Interesting. So, the taco place, besides just lunch, was a lead from uh, our boy at the pet shop. What, what were we supposed yeah, to find The there? pet shop boy, yeah. <laughs> Damn it, now I've got a song in my head. That's our code name for him. <laughs> so what what were we supposed to find there? And did you find it? Well, that was the connection that uh, used Pet Shop Boys facilities to store illicit goods. So that's uh, one way of tracing the weapons. He's probably the dealer that supplied it, that knows the smugglers. Uh, Nina, how much physical damage do you have? I, I'm more worried about repairing her weapon than Nina. We just need her trigger finger. <laughs> um, I think I've got two left, actually, after first aid and second aid and stuff. So you got two damage left on you? And that's it? That's what I see here. I'm going to open up my uh, Google Doc version and see if, see if there's anything different showing there. I don't think so, though. I think this is the sheet I used last time. Okay. So yeah, at that point, the, um, the doctor comes in and looks around at the uh, group view. Hey, I don't believe I authorize this many visitors at once. I give him a taco. <laughs> <laughs> oh, thank you. Uh, I suppose it doesn't matter as much as it's about to release her. So uh, you're off duty, uh, paid, of course, for the next two days. But uh, you seem to be in good enough condition to, to head on home. You don't need to stay here and be monitored. Nifty. He takes a bite of his taco. Sounds good to me. So you should discharge paperwork, and uh, AR paperwork uh, appears in front of you. Doctor suggest orders do not engage in any strenuous activity. <laughs> well, that's up to, all up to arbitrary judgment anyway, so... Yep. That's it. Go, go on home, uh, get some rest. Uh, I've uh, prescribed you some uh, painkillers if you'd like them. There's instructions on you know, how often to take them if you need them. Altogether, though, I'd say you uh, seem to be in pretty good shape for someone who got filled full of blood a couple hours ago. Alrighty. Well, if you guys want to... Uh, what's that? the miracles of modern medical technology. <laughs> well, where should I meet you guys? Or you want to wait out in the lobby? Well, I'll wait for you in the lobby. Yeah, if you need a ride somewhere. Alright. So after they leave, I get dressed, get the gown crap. And meet them in the lobby then. Alright, yeah, by the time you're done with that, it's uh, kind of late afternoon on Halloween. A lot of extra patrols are out, uh, just keeping an eye on things because there's lots of kids out trick-or-treating. They still do that? Oh, yeah. They want to think about what six-world tricks are like. <laughs> <laughs> that whole flaming 
pile of uh, dog dew on the uh, front porch is just suddenly taking on a whole different meaning. But anyway, that's not funny. That's an elemental! Ah! Oh, <laughs> nice. Chemical preparation of some kind. Ah. Uh, due to a sudden old classic. <laughs> I move to my cabin in the woods every Halloween. <laughs> I don't stay in town. <laughs> you stomp at the flaming dog poo and suddenly you turn to goo for a little bit. <laughs> well, I think uh, we should take Nina out to celebrate her survival of yet another week in Lone Star. Hooray. Tacos again? As, as you say that, uh, uh, no one but... Um, Getting names straight here. Yes. So this is a, no, no one but Maxwell happens to note that just as he's mentioning that, uh, she happens to be walking dangerously close as she passes by a vending machine. <laughs> right. So, what I hear? Tacos again? <laughs> yeah, I think that big dude that was sitting at that corner booth at the taco bar, uh, he wanted to talk to us a little more, I think. All right. I- I'm just going to have to ask you guys. Do you really want to do it this way, where we're just going to go in, talk to a guy, and just deal with whatever happens when that happens? Or do we actually want to sit down and, I don't know, do some standard surveillance and background check and then go in? Who's to say we can't do both? Well, yeah. I mean, we do have enough people where if you want somebody, I mean, have enough people to, you know, do set up surveillance, you know, quick stakeout. You know, at the same time, someone else could be, you know, talking, you know, doing some legwork, you know, getting um, up contacts and all that other fun stuff, putting out feelers and whatnot. It's going to be a question of, you know, who's going to be assigned to do what, best suited to do what. Oh, I'm fine with rolling in and dealing with whatever, but I think, given that uh, last time I went, I ended up with a magical tail, I'd like to work out uh, what we get, what our options are going to be. I could send a couple of drones down there to kind of keep an eye on the place. Well, I was wondering when our uh, couple of dips would chime chime in. I thought they went back to the station, like out of game. You guys went to the taco place and then came back here, but I thought they went... um... There's a reason I talk on the the team channel Ah, most of the time. Gotcha. You guys are are actually at the uh, all at the HQ right now. The hospital that you went to is actually in within the, the HQ for Lone Star. Nifty. Oh, sweet. There's medical facilities there. They're fairly limited, but also extremely well uh, equipped. At SSF, we're a frequent customer. <laughs> I want to send uh, one of my MCT fly spies down there to keep an eye on that big dude's in the corner. Look like he had something that he might have wanted to volunteer to us at a later date. Well, do you want to uh, set up uh, surveillance on the building and then uh, meet up with this possible informant after he leaves the uh, the location? That might be one. Um, I think there's probably some paperwork on what happened when we were followed back. So you might want to check uh, on that and see if there's any information useful in that. Yeah, that. Well, I can check, but I think standard operating procedure on that is to uh, to uh, pop the tail. Uh, I'm not sure if they uh, they keep uh, good records on uh, where it came from. I'll go look it up. Cliff, I'm going to uh, go follow up on that uh, information with uh, whoever was on duty uh, with uh, Astral uh, Overwatch. All right, when give me a police procedures roll. Whenever I pop a tail, 
I spend like a week in administrative duty and have to write about two reports and go through 16 interviews. Four hits on police procedures. Okay, yeah, you're able to find uh, find where the uh, document is for that and uh, check into it. And there's just a simple report of a the uh, t- with the uh, time that he came in, the officer, who, uh, the officer's basically name and badge number, who's reporting, and he essentially just write, writes down in just real, real simple, straightforward speech, something to the effect of observed uh, spirit tailing. Uh, Officer Chavez, upon arrival to the uh, uh, to the um, par- parking garage, you know, was was alerted, but was initially alerted by wards. Uh, took a brief moment to ascend spirit, uh, low-level spirit of beasts, engaged in astral combat. Spirit was dispatched with little effort. Reported uh, r- reported the event to Chavez and uh, reassumed uh, astral. Patrol duty. Okay, I'll CC the rest of the team with the uh, the details. So I don't know a lot about spirits, but didn't look like they wanted to cause trouble, or he's not very powerful at doing that kind of stuff, because I guess if he wanted to do more damage, he would have sent something stronger, right? Well, if it was just sending a tail to keep track of where he was going, it probably didn't need to be that, uh, that powerful. Yeah. That could always have been a spotter for someone. I don't know. I'm still. I might be just a little bit paranoid, but that uh, that meeting with the gang on the streets doesn't seem more than coincidental. It was probably a shaman, not a hermetic mage, but uh, it could have been uh, some other funky tradition. Nina? So, what sort of uh, what sort of um, uh, watch do you want to keep on the place? Do we want to, you know, have drones and uh, an astral presence uh, watching it? How long are we planning on uh, keeping up surveillance on this place? Well, I think we should do a standard surveillance package or whatever we do for that. Uh, maybe they'll dumb enough to go running or do something, but at least I want to find out a little bit more before we roll in and actually. Uh, do whatever we do to uh, follow this lead up. So you think maybe a, a day of uh, surveillance on the place and then poke them and see what uh, falls out? Yeah, plus we can uh, see what other leads we can uh, dig up. Sounds like a plan. Alright, so it'll take some time for your fly spy to get out there. It's You're, in, you're essentially on the eastern side of Dallas and this is on the eastern side of uh, Fort Worth. So little bugger's got a ways to fly. I'll have it piggyback on the other one. What what other by what other means are you surveilling the location? What part of town is this in? Our surveillance site. Sorry, what's that? So what part of town is our surveillance site? Oh, it's um it's in kind of the southeast corner of uh Fort Worth. I think I put it on the map. It's way yeah, it's over there on the map. <laughs> Which I forgot to open, so I should probably find a link to the map. Yeah, I thought I had a bookmark, but things have changed since I uh, did my hard drive swap. Yeah, so we're in downtown Dallas, and this place is, uh, I guess, southeast Fort Worth. About 30 miles away as the crow flies. And what's it marked out as on our map? El Rancho del Taco. Okay. Where the heck is the link for the, uh, for the map? Oh, there it is. Yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't mind going and uh, just providing uh, on-site surveillance. 
Assuming it's not a really nice part of town. It's definitely not a nice part of town. It's not Arlington bad, but it's not, you know, a nicer part of Fort Worth yet. So a hobo pushing a shopping cart would fit right in? Yeah, probably. Or if you want, I could, uh, you know, just casually be in the area. We'll provide a little on-site or ride shotgun if you want. Yeah, I can do that. And I, and I actually have my own car. Excellent, because I'm never taking Johnny Cab again. <laughs> good idea. <laughs> Thank you for driving Johnny Rib Cab. Yeah. All right, as you're all kind of about to exit the building to start doing things, you get a uh, you get a call from the captain. LT, I think this one's all you. Yes, he's AFK. Okay. Right. So he's ignoring our call then. Right, we want to repost the Lone Star link in a more easy-to-find place in the forum. Yeah, so you, you, you guys all get sort of a call from the uh, captain. So before I'll say it again, LT, uh -oh. I think it's for you. Yeah, LT, I got a, a call on my comms, but it's for you. There's some paperwork I need to take care of. <laughs> I, uh, yeah. I got to use the restroom. I'll be right back, LT. Can you get that? Now, my, I, my comms ringing. Yeah, uh, I got to take Nita some chicken soup. Yeah, that's it. I'm right here, dude. It's not going to yes, work. Sir. Ma'am. Uh, I just wanted to make sure that uh, uh, you made sure to uh, report in. Uh, you've got a good chunk of paperwork to take care of after today's incidents. I received a call from uh, a representative, uh, Johnny Rebcab, uh, demanding immediate compensation. I do believe they're operating outside of the uh, scope of their uh, security contract by driving through that location, so... Shouldn't be a problem, but um, here, I'll send you these files. Make sure they're uh, done and uh, submitted by 10 a.m. tomorrow. Yes, ma'am. And there's a big data dump on all of your comlinks. Of course, uh, Nina, of course, Nina's excluded from that because she's uh, relieved of duty for the next two days to recover from her injuries. Aw, too bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Carry on. All right, team. Time to fill out the paperwork in your statements, and I just hand them out randomly. <laughs> nice. It's a lot of homework. I start working on the paperwork. I'm going to summon Buckner and make him do the paperwork. <laughs> yeah, he can't really do this paperwork for you. Uh, that sucks. He can give you suggestions and maybe help you, help you with doing the paperwork. No, no, if he's not doing it, I can't stand to be in his presence. <laughs> Alright, so if, if I were going to have you guys roll dice, essentially this would be like an um, extended test, a police procedures test, with a threshold of 10 and a time of one hour per test. Oh, no. Just to give you an idea. Alright, so is that what we're doing? I don't think it'd really be necessary to make all that rolling. Let's just say, uh, basically, many of you spend a good chunk of time <laughs> doing paperwork. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, I'm sink. And uh, Nina gets to go home and uh, catch up on her uh, uh, backlog of uh, uh, Netflix ep episodes or whatever. <laughs> you gotta watch your stories? You gotta watch me some stories. That took me five hours to do. I believe that would make it the evening now of Halloween. By the time you guys are done with the paperwork, the fly spies finally arrived. Actually, probably didn't take it that long. Probably took it about two and a half hours. Is uh, Nina's gun fixed yet? Yeah, and I want to find out how much that costs without uh, really getting the word out 
to anybody other than what I check to see what the total is. Uh, what's the base cost of the weapon? Let me look that up. Oh, and Cliff, because it's Halloween, I'm going to uh, arrange for a, uh, a low-force air spirit to uh, distribute candy at my home. <laughs> That's awesome. Distribute candy at higher low velocities. <laughs> <laughs> to get candy, you must ride the whirlwind. <laughs> and that sign that says, only one, they meet it. <laughs> Uh, it sneaks up uh, behind the uh, the kids and their parents and uh, deposits candy into their bags. And as soon as it's spotted, it you know yells out, "Ooga booga booga!" <laughs> I think you should oh, make yeah, an edge roll. Go wrong with that. I think you should make an edge roll, and if you fail, it engulfs one of the children and kills it. Oh my god! <laughs> if I fail, yeah. <laughs> you know that spirit's just a little pissed about sending out candy. Base cost twenty one hundred. All right, about how much money have you poured into mods on that, too? Oh, let's take a look. Just a hundred. Well, so exactly far. put in it. Oh, a personalized grip. Oh. Accuracy eight. Yeah. And we'll say 400 million worth of parts. Okay. If you have it repaired by someone else, um, basically uh, uh, double that in labor. Um, well, I wasn't there to find out if there's any way that I can pay that out of my wage but after the fact after the job is over then is there any way I can pay that out of my wage that 400 well, you could just go out and buy the parts you need I don't I, I guess I'm being too detailed here I'm figuring it's already done by this point no no okay well I'll find out what they need and I'll go get the parts and bring them back and pay that out of my own pocket it's dumb for it to come out of our uh, group fund. So you're having someone else do the repair then? Does the labor come out of our group fund too? Out of our budget? No, uh, yeah, it would. Okay, then yeah, I'll take it somewhere else. Okay. Uh, so 12? Yeah, 1200 million. You should have that ready for you within a week. Ouch. Alright, I go home and watch Netflix and cry a little. <laughs> I'm still doing paperwork. So, all right, yeah, so, so, I'm sorry, go ahead, Cliff. So you guys are doing paperwork till uh, late in the evening. Oh, well, wasn't there possibly Ouch. a, uh, there possibly a, uh, Rayless job going to be going on tonight? I think, uh, Billy Joe has, uh, has, uh, a drone over there. Somebody could have summoned yep. some spirits or gone to, I thought Holmes was thinking about heading over there and looking. Yeah, that's what I was talking about. Well... You're the ones doing the surveillance, so it's when you can. Yes, we get done doing our paperwork, and I guess me and Officer Garrett head over there, get some eyes on the street. Okay, so it's uh, definitely going to be late at night by the time you get out there. How are you traveling? Not by Johnny Cab. We can drive in the squad car. Uh, better yet, why don't we take my car? It's just a simple Ford Americar. You know, little dented, little dinged. It'll, it'll blend in a lot more. I can pop him off a couple blocks or whatever from, you know, wherever he wants to concentrate his area. And then just kind of every so often just kind of drive by or just stay within a certain distance. All right. Uh, give me an edge test as you drive on through the uh, highway that goes through Arlington. <laughs> Here we go again. Now, can I use edge for my edge test? <laughs> nope. <laughs> I read somewhere test? recently that you can't edge an edge test. Oh, Just man. thought I'd check. 
Well, I got a hit, so that's good. Okay. Yeah, you drive on through with that incident. Well, not major incident, at least. You have to drive around a couple of wrecks here and there, but... <laughs> I got, like, three, so I think we're okay. Of course, I could be wrong. So our drive there is uneventful. Yep, and you get near the El Rancho del Taco. Hooray! What are you doing, and how are you approaching? <coughs> oh. Dumpster diving. Yeah, do, do I know what I'm looking for, or what we're looking for? So, yes, El Rancho sir. del Taco is where this guy, the big guy loves tacos, hangs out and does some of his biz. I, we don't know anything else. Does he own the place? Do they run it? What? But that's his hangout. I'm assuming one of you guys got a good look at him, so I would know what he looks like from a camera feed or from a captured picture. Billy Joe has a photo. True. Okay, so that means uh, I'd probably be wearing my surveillance clothes which is what I would sleep in if I were on the street. So I'm probably a little right. Yeah. Take a little bit of refuge and just kind of smatter it in a few places, you know, just to make it smell good. And I'll, uh, I'll go in and get a taco and see if I see this guy. Okay, just you. Yeah, that's a face that he hasn't seen before. All right, you going in, uh, get a taco. You, uh, you do get some weird looks. But, uh, and uh, they, they, uh, the uh, person who's uh, taking your order insists that you pay up front. <laughs> As is customary, which I shall. Maybe and, uh, I'll complain about some kind of discrimination. <laughs> Give me an etiquette test. Let's see. Yeah, six hits. Okay, yeah, you play yourself off uh, pretty well. People generally just kind of shun, uh, shun you and uh, basically try to make as little contact with you as possible in order to do their jobs. That's cool. And I'm going to do like the 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 homeless guy get my taco and make my taco last a very long time while I'm eating indoors. <laughs> you know, lots of water, lots of condiments. As right. much hot sauce as you can manage. Oh yeah, lots of hot sauce. All right, and you're looking around, give me a perception test. I got four hits on that. Okay. It's about 11 o'clock at night. Uh, this place is still fairly busy. Uh, you can could tell by the uh, hours, uh, the hours posted when he walked in. Oddly enough, not not just an AR, but a physical you know, sign with the hours posted. That they're they're open late. They're open till you know two a.m. They have a bar there, which is starting to get a bit rowdy. Uh, there's quite a few people here dressed in various costumes. Most of them pretty low tech. You know, you're not really seeing like super fancy costume party here, but uh. A lot of people are drinking margaritas and whatnot and uh, having a good time. And you don't see the guy in the picture, but you do pick up on that. There are there are a couple of guys kind of hanging back in a corner. Uh, they definitely have a, uh, a bit of a tough guy look to them, and they're just keeping an eye on the place. They don't seem to be paying any attention to you. Any chance that I would recognize them as a street gang or something of that nature with a pr- appropriate role? They're not really wearing anything like gang colors. Okay. So, of course, everybody's getting this over uh, over the feed from my eyes. Oh, yeah, I, can, uh, I could forward a, uh, a patch to everybody for your AR where you can see what the drone is seeing. Yeah, where do you want the drone perched? Uh, kind of inside on the upper corner so it can have uh, oh, a panoramic view of everything. Oh, yeah. Okay, um, you're going to want to have it make a sneaking roll, then. Does it have the auto-soft for that? 
I think I do, but let me double check. While he's double checking, I want to check the aura uh, of just kind of like the overall group of people and then these guys specifically and see if they uh, stick out that way. Yes, I have a rating for stealth. Okay, so go ahead and make a stealth roll for it. It'd be pilot plus auto soft rating. Okay. We'll call it a threshold of three. Yeah, no, we'll make it a two. It's a pretty small drone. So, since it's a flying drone, would it be pilot aircraft? It's it, it's pilot rating. Oh, its own pilot rating. Okay. Right. Because you ordered it to go, and you weren't directly piloting it. Yeah, true. Okay. That's what the auto soft mattered too. Okay. Because pilot you're doing paperwork. Rating. Yeah, because I'm doing paperwork. Yeah, the pilot rating is probably three. Yes. So I'm rolling uh, seven dice. Oh, real quick suggestion now that I got back here. On the drone, are those, uh, those uh, kind of listening, but I had to make a quick phone call. Uh, those two gentlemen, the, quote, rough-looking guys, who look like they're just kind of hanging out, um, we can get their images. Maybe we could try some uh, facial recognition, throw it through uh, Lone Star's identification database, see if we get any hits off of that. Maybe we might get lucky. Good call. I got four hits on the stealth check. Okay, yeah, nobody notices the fly spy drone. You have to pick just the right moment to move in, and you happen to uh, you know, be able to take advantage of the gaudy decorations and uh, plenty of shadows and such in the rafters to uh, remain hidden. Excellent. And Officer Garrett, what are you doing after you drop off uh, uh, Mr. Smelly? Well, I'll, uh, I'll kind of pick an area. Excuse me. <clears throat> I'll pick an area kind of close by, just kind of, you know, this parking garage or a parking lot or something from another business, something like that. Find the uh, local stuffer shack, grab myself a cup of calf and uh, soy calf and maybe something to munch on and just kind of stay in the area, try to look inconspicuous. Maybe get out and drive around a little bit, but not in too tight of circles and everything so someone would see me real often, you know. All right, now are you in uniform? No, I am plain clothes. Do I have my? I will have a handy dandy, you know, you know, old fashioned shield I can, you know, whip out for identification purposes. And I'm sure there's a, a special IR soft under com links where if I have to, I can just activate that and that jazz. But no, this is going to be a little more incognito. I don't want to draw attention to myself or uh, it's smelly. Okay, it's fairly noisy. I mean, uh, trick or treaters aren't out, but there's there's a fair amount of uh, older people who are out. Um, Going out and partying from going from one party to another. Yeah. Um, give me a an etiquette test. An etiquette test. All right. I think I might have that. <laughs> one two. Okay. Yeah, you're not trying to do anything too terribly difficult as far as your mingling goes. You're yeah. able to hang around and not draw much attention. the The stuffer shack is really busy. People coming in and out. Yeah. Like I said, just grab a cup of calf, maybe some donuts, and maybe a, one of those cheap sandwiches to go and just get back to my car. I'm mostly going to be worried about not so much being on foot, but just like I said, driving around in uh, irregular, uh, long patterns to, just so that, that I'm not seeing too much in one particular area, like I'm casing the area. All right, sounds good. It's not exactly quiet, but there's nothing crazy going on. Nobody's shooting each other at the moment. Yeah, and I figure Ford AmeriCard driving around the streets is not going to attract any, really, all that much attention. All right, then, let's see, Nina, you're back at home resting and watching stuff. Yep. 
Now, um, Maxwell, what were you up to? I guess I'll be watching the uh, the feeds, and uh, I think I probably finished off my paperwork by now. Um, I'll be ready to uh, to take up the second shift with uh, astral surveillance once uh, once Holmes is uh, done for the night. Okay. Did Did you ride along with uh, Garrett then? Uh, no, I'm staying back uh, back in uh, Dallas. There's a no reason to uh, go on location physically if I'm going to be doing astral surveillance. Okay. Here's a goofy little idea. If we're worried about tails and stuff like that, if uh, you know astral every so often and just kind of uh, you know, get a quick location and then just kind of head the area, I'm sure you can identify my car. Make sure no, make sure I haven't picked up a tail because I'll have no freaking clue. I probably can't ID your car from the astral, but uh, I could ID you if you open your window. Yeah. Well, here's also I, you can. Yeah, that's true. So yeah, I'll probably keep a window partially down or something like that. Well, it's it's easy enough for you to uh, to hit me up on AR. Let me know when you would like me to to check, and then I can swing by. All right, we'll do that. Say like every uh, let's go with like every forty five minutes or so from oh, now, and I'll try to swing by a particular location. Yep, that works. Alright, so I'm back to Holmes. Uh, give me a perception check. Uh, this would essentially be like an astral perception check, so not really any bonuses for a visual or auditory. Okay. And then after that, give me a sensing test. So my astral perception check gets me three hits, and then... What was the second roll? A sensing? A sensing. Two hits. Okay, so, yeah, the regular crowd here, um, not much to speak of astrally. They're giving off a, basically just a bit, bit of a party vibe. And then you go to a sense the other two tough guys. Give me two more sensing tests. Three hits and then two hits. All right, one of them is uh, an adept. Pretty powerful, too. Uh, they're both human, and they're both uh, sort of calm and watchful. They don't seem like they're in a party mood at all. They sure do look like sentries. I'll keep uh, hanging out and slowly eating my taco and minding my own business until uh, otherwise told to do differently or somebody questions me on it. Okay. Uh, you're there for about an hour and a half. You know, a number of people are coming and going, many drinking, uh, before... The uh, server finally comes up to you and says, uh, Sir, uh, was there anything else you'd be needing today? Yeah, I, uh, do you have any more hot sauce? Um, I'm afraid, uh, uh, we've, uh, we've kind of reached a, a time limit here. You've been here for over an hour and a half now with one taco. I can, uh, give you a couple of packets to go. Fair enough. I'll get my, uh, to-go packets and, uh, I'll, I'll wander outside. I'll, I'll probably need to be ushered a little bit, but I'll go. She kind of backs off a little bit, but she's watching you carefully. Maybe I'll take a couple extra straws and some napkins. <laughs> you, you definitely nice. have a, um, rather, uh, you know, loud outward sigh as you, as you grab the extra <laughs> napkins and whatnot. There's, there's silverware to steal, so I gotta take what I can. <laughs> you know, really sell it. <laughs> and then uh, once I'm once I'm outside, you know, I'll kind of meander around in the parking lot for a little bit and, and then, you know, maybe kind of circle around towards the back of the building. Okay. 
Are you astrally perceiving as you do this? I kind of figured that I would be looking in between on and off. So, you know, spend some time in astral perception and then kind of go back, wander around, spend a little more time in astral perception, wander around. All right. Uh, give me an edge test. Ooh, got a three and a five. So that's one hit. Okay. So as you're, as you're walking back at one point, you, you happen to kind of shift to the astral and give me a perception test. Uh, standard perception or with a specialty? Uh, it's an astral type perception test. Okay. Uh, three hits. All right, yeah, you definitely notice that there's a kind of a, a residue of a signature. Uh, it looks like something or someone was here very recently in astral space as you're walking around toward the back. Did we happen to get any kind of uh, astral signature profile off of that uh, spirit that got popped when we were making our way back to the office? Um... You remember in the report that the that the officer did a sense it. But is that the kind of information you can get across in a report? No. But you do know who the officer is who did it, and he's a dip. I'll make a note to uh, do whatever I need to do to remember this signature. And, um... Well, you need to do a sense it. Oh, okay. Well, then, yeah, I'll do that. All right, give me a sensing test. I got two hits. Okay, you're fairly certain that the whatever left the signature is um, not a person, but a spirit? You can't really tell what kind or how powerful, though. That's okay. That might be uh, evidence for us to get a, a proper sneak and peek warrant of some kind uh, in the future. So after I'm done doing my thing, I'll kind of wander back out and then uh, start making my way down the street. And... Uh, go find Officer Garrett and or a convenient place out of the way to get picked up. Okay, give me a perception check. Two hits. Yep, as you're wandering off into the darkness, you see a um, there's a figure crouched in the shadows. Um, not very far away from you, seems to be uh, lying in wait. You cross the street and are sort of walking along some darkened alleyway. Get out of the way place. So is it is it like waiting for me to cross paths with it, or is it just kind of off on its own? Um, if I maintain my current walking. What have you got as far as uh, vision augmentations? Let's see. Well, I've got my goggles, but I don't have those on, obviously. So just regular human vision? Well, I did pick up some contacts, but right now they've only got uh, the standard image link and uh, night vision, or low light, rather. Oh, well, okay, that, that helps. Um, so, yeah, you, you can see that what originally drew your attention was that the, uh, the form moved from one shadow to another, but uh, you can see that the, the, the form is, is a humanoid form turned towards you and sort of poised to uh, be able to get at you if you pass by it. And uh, that, that is the way you happen to be currently heading. Maybe about five meters away, so not very far. And am I able to make out what it is at all, or is it just humanoid? It's a, it's a, it's a person of some kind, uh, uh, definitely kind of crouched in a way that seems coiled and ready for action, almost preparing to pounce. Over the uh, sub-vocal, I'll uh, radio to Officer Garrett. Uh, you see this? Yeah, I can see it. Want me to do a drive-by your area? Yeah, why not? All right. Take a chill, uh, 
horse back that way and uh, see if I can point my headlights all casual, like just in that area, just to see what he does. Okay, uh, so Holmes, did you stop to do this or do you keep walking? No, I stopped. You know, maybe rummage through my clothes. Okay. Nibbling on my taco and hot sauce. <laughs> um, so as you kind of stop and pause and turn, um, we'll say um, Officer Garrett's probably about a minute or two away. Uh, suddenly there's a... Well, yeah, give me another perception check. This one, I got three hits. All right, yeah, you definitely pick up on... Uh, the figure suddenly starts rapidly moving toward you, uh, rather quietly. Oh, snap. Looks like he's uh, hungry. Should probably roll initiative. Yeah. Can I go for me, too? I'm um, sure. On 21, I go fill my wine glass and go back sit on the couch. All right. <laughs> Sorry. It's a hard life. <laughs> I'm doing paperwork. All right, so when do you guys go? I go on 11, Garrett goes on 19. All right, so Garrett, uh, you're essentially just driving, not necessarily part of the combat yet, so you don't do anything this pass unless you're alerted, and then you can go second pass if you, you know, if you're alerted. Otherwise, you're just driving casual. Well, maybe a little bit faster, but... On 12, this thing rushes towards you, and you you catch a foul odor uh, worse than your own as it... uh, Runs up and attacks you. Uh, go ahead and give me a defense test against a melee attack. That's reaction and intuition, right? Yep. Three hits. Oh, okay. That is definitely not enough to avoid that. Ouch. Wah, wah. Oh, no, I'm having a heck of a time finding this page. What page are you looking for? Uh, for the subduing. Not getting ripped into, you're getting grabbed. What? A mugging? But this part of town was so good. Page 195. Okay, what is your physical limit there? My physical limit is... Four. Oh yeah, you are definitely grabbed. Comes up behind you and uh, uh, throws his arms around you and kind of picks you up and you have been uh, grabbed. You're subdued. You cannot take any actions requiring physical movement. Excellent. That's where I specialize is non-physical actions. <laughs> yeah, I was about to say, <laughs> so now uh, it's your turn. Sweet. So does line of sight mean that I have to be facing it, or can I just see his hands and that's enough? You're touching him. You can make a psychic link. That's yeah. kind of what I figured. Yeah, you're, you're definitely within range to target the spell. Let me look at... I want to see what the description on influence is here. Give me just a moment. I don't think this mugger quite know, realize who he decided to grab. This might not end well for him. <laughs> yeah, so I think I want, I think I want to plant a suggestion uh, in the mind of my assailant that the person that he just grabbed is extremely uh, dangerous and influential and probably should not be uh, fragged with. I thought you were supposed to plant suggestions that they normally wouldn't come to, or like weren't true and stuff. Well, he doesn't know it's true. true. Uh, Isn't influence a permanent spell, so there's some time that it takes for it to take effect? The duration is P. I don't remember what that stands for. Permanent, that means you essentially have to maintain the spell, sustain the spell for a number of combat turns equal to the force before it actually becomes permanent. 
Okay, then, yeah, we won't do that. We'll just do control thoughts. Okay, and that's resisted by logic plus willpower, right? I believe so. And we'll cast that out of force five. And I got five hits. Alright, you have an extremely tenuous hold on on the uh, on the uh, person's mind. Uh, what are they thinking about now? They're thinking about uh, letting me go. Alright. Uh, so, uh, yep, just sort of the grasp suddenly loosens. Sweet. And then, <laughs> if I get the opportunity, I'm going to book it. Um, well, that'll pretty much take up your entire turn, but, uh... Okay. Uh, well, not turn, but action. Um, Officer Garrett, you're aware that he's suddenly, you know, his feet is kind of getting, uh, erratic, like he's, uh, probably being attacked or something. Okay. So... Good. So you can probably start speeding toward the area, or is there something else you're doing? Well, no, I'll just pick up the pace. Alright, give me a driving test. Okay. Driving, like, a super fancy. We'll call this a handling environment, so that'll be your limit. Aha, uh-huh. okay. Oh. One, two, three, four, five. Alright, yeah, you are speeding up and uh, basically weaving around uh, various different uh, other vehicles or pedestrians, making good progress. Alright. Alright. And then on two of second pass, the uh, person shakes off your spell. Hey. Then uh, I guess uh, the end of second pass will be um, Officer Holmes. Yeah, so you, you, feel, you feel your spell lose its effect. Okay, well, I guess I'll drop that and uh, cast increased reflexes, force four. All right, uh, go ahead and cast that, and then uh, you guys can roll initiative. When do you guys go? Dan goes on 20. I go on 19. All right, Officer Garrett, you're on 20. Okay. I'm going to do kind of a quick drive-by and just kind of assess the situation. I'm also going to kind of, one of the things I'm going to look for, just because I'm paranoid that way, I'm going to make sure that this is the only thing that's going on and this isn't like a, uh, a feint or anything like that. Now, basically, I'm looking for a possible another ambush. All right, give me a, a driving test and a perception test. Okay, thank you. And the driving, one, two, three, four, five, five. Okay. And perception. Yeah, I guess you're a pretty good driver for an unregger. Hey, put enough points into it and have a decent enough reaction. Oh. And on the perception, I got five again. Wow. Oh. Pretty good. All right, yeah. So you you definitely see um, with your headlights on a uh, sort of a tall, lanky figure that's uh, right next to uh, Officer Holmes. He's got the uh, telltale kind of grayish skin and lack of hair and funky-looking eyes. Oh. And uh, kind of elongated fingernails. So you're like, you're pretty sure this is a ghoul. Oh, jeez. Then you're also catching flickers of movement from deeper in the alley. It looks like he's got friends. Oh, really? Oh, this is going to be great. All right, next oh. is, uh, next will be Officer uh, Holmes. <laughs> now, w- would we say, Dan, that your uh, car has enough ground clearance that it could run over top of me if I decided to hit the deck? Uh, No. 
No, probably not. <laughs> Just checking. Well, we can always try. I don't think you should have said yes. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it's worth a shot. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I'm not into team reside. Is that a word? Yeah, it is now. Oh, what do I want to do? I'm probably not going to be able to outrun these guys. <laughs> Definitely not all of them. So I think we'll go with the influence route. So do we think that an influence would effect would be immediately, but in order to make it permanent, it would need to be sustained for the duration of the force? The effect doesn't really take effect until it's permanent. Okay. Now, if you got reagents which you, or, or edge, what you could do is cast it at force one and then bump up the limit through other means. Yeah, I don't have any reagents on me. That's one of those supplies that I have yet to buy. Well, I guess I'll take out a pistol and shoot them. Okay. You draw your gun. Uh, what kind of shot are you taking? This would be a uh, take aim for... Uh, you have I to draw. draw. Okay, yeah, I gotcha. So it's draw and shoot. Yep. So is this uh, a three-round burst or a single shot? That would be a single shot. What kind of gun is this? This is our um, our issued Ruger Thunderbolt. Oh, yeah, the Thunderbolt 2s. Yeah, Thunderbolt 2. Yep, those have a semi-auto mode now, because I said so. <laughs> so I think I'm going to pre-edge this. I'll see what we get. So we got three hits and two sixes. I only got four hits. Yeah, with a uh, preternatural speed, this uh, this bugger just sidesteps your shot, and then uh, it's turn. It uh, or his, I should say, it shouldn't be racist here. Yeah, uh, cool. Uh, okay. Sort of lets out a growl and uh, runs towards you, and then about a half dozen others come running out of the uh, come running out of the alley as well. Fun. Uh, he runs and uh, basically flings himself towards you. So give me a um. Another defense roll. Ooh, not so good. Only two hits. Yeah, he sort of leaps and lands on top of you, managing to uh, pull you pull you into a tight grasp. Yeah, he looks hungry. You had your taco. Now I get to eat. Seriously? Yeah. That's actually kind of <laughs> cool. That is actually kind of cool. <laughs> and he kind of yells like, give me a hand with this one! think he's a spellcaster of some kind. And the others uh, sort of come running out and uh, kind of surround you. Uh, don't ghouls dual nature ascents all the time? Um, if they don't actively ascents, they don't necessarily ascents automatically, but uh, uh, yeah, the, the, the one would have definitely noticed the spell being cast on him. Things have been happening very fast, so he hasn't really taken the time to really closely ascents yet, but he probably would have if he had been smart about it. He was hungry. Gotta look before you eat. <laughs> Most well, he's about guess. to get fed. Alright, then I guess next pass would be Officer Garrett. <laughs> okay. I'm gonna okay, say there you're about you're about forty meters away from this. Oh <laughs> really? I'm pretty Ooh, sure if you run over me I can survive. Well, are are they all on top of him by now? No, one's on top. The others are sort of running up and surrounding. <laughs> okay, let's see. I'm going to continue my direction, I'm, and then I'm going to point my Remington 990 out the window into the group, and I'm going to fire. Yeah, all right. they're, they're going to eat something all right. They're going to eat some 12-gauge lead. Oh, it's slugs. 
Well, you can pick one. Looks like a couple of them are actually have kind of turned to look towards the car. <laughs> oh, good. The one that from the group that's quote-unquote closest or in the head of the pack, he's getting shot. Let's see if I can disperse him a little bit. All right, yep, take your shot. Don't forget the minus two for shooting at a moving vehicle. Oh, that's okay. I'm, I'm good. <laughs> not bad, not bad. Okay. One, two, three. Three hits. All right, he just manages to duck, and you see the uh, sort of the rags on him, on his back sort of uh, whip up as the slug just catches, just catches the cloth as he uh, ducks out of the way of the slug. And then next would be uh, Officer Holmes. I'm gonna do an Holmes. I'm gonna do an intimidation roll here. I would suggest a combat spell, if any, if you've got it. I haven't had enough time to learn one in game yet. Oh, oh, what's dampener on that? I mean, I've got the karma for it. We just haven't had any downtime. All right. So, what are you doing for your intimidation? I'm going to calmly uh, say to uh, the pack of ghouls. Um, Something along the lines of, you might want to get leaving now, the cavalry's arriving. <laughs> Alright, uh, you can do your intimidation, but you're at a minus four to your incredibly um, inferior position at the moment. That's cool. I got four hits, still. Not bad. No, not at all. Alright, so, yeah, the, um, shortly thereafter, uh, the, a, um, this is the ghoul who was shot at, along with, uh, along with, uh, See four of his buddies uh, just start scattering. The uh, ghoul who's got you grabbed, and uh, one of the others is uh, still there. The one who's got you grabbed is, is so make a damage resistance test. Already? Well, that was a load of bupkis. I got zero hits, but I did not glitch. Okay, yeah, um, you're being sort of roughly manhandled, but the ghoul's got you uh, subdued. He sort of slowly dragging you away, but squeezing really hard, sort of um, knocking the wind out of you, and you you kind of hear, feel some of your bones creak. Uh, nothing cracks or breaks yet, but you take six boxes of stun. Ooh! And, uh... Tickled. The other ghoul that's around you uh, also makes an attack on you. Uh, you can make a defense test, uh, but I think they're getting bonuses for you, because you effectively count as being prone. Yeah. Oh, this test I did a little bit better. I got four hits. All right, yeah, so make another damage resistance test. I got four hits. All right, you take three more boxes of stun as this ghoul is battering you with his fists. And I go into nap mode. Uh-oh. Okay. Party time's over. Okay, play time's over. Yeah, I'm I'm sure he's probably already got uh, something attached to his comm link where his vitals go go down. It's going to automatically broadcast officer in distress. Do you have a uh, biomonitor on? Yeah, I was actually just looking to see if I've got that in uh, auto injectors. That's what I'm taking a look at. Part of our tech net should have a biomonitor. Hey, LT. Oh, yeah. LT. Everyone then gets the alert that he's. uh, At first, there's there's a little bit of a. There's like a momentary blip, and then there's an alarm that goes off that, uh, you know, he's uh, unconscious. Sleeping on the job. <laughs> yeah, what sets off the alarm is the sudden onset of the sudden and rapid onset of the un- unconsciousness, as well as the, uh, the the blunt trauma. So you're all aware of an officer, your officer being under attack. So everyone can roll initiative now. 
Well, everyone who has their comlink on and wants to. Nini, you're just starting to walk back to the couch with your newly refilled glass of wine. Alrighty. Is it a red or white wine? Oh, white. Okay. I just read a thing on the uh, on the Matrix about how whites go well with uh, salty junk food. So. Oh, okay. Well, oh, very good. All right. So everybody wants to roll initiative, Ken. Okay. Oh, baby. I might as well plug this into the Google Doc. I realize most of you are uh, across town, but some of you can pop out and go astral or control a drone or issue orders or something. Leadership test. Yep. If only I had one more day, I could do that. <laughs> uh, I can default. Oh, actually, hang on. I don't think I can. I can start the paperwork. <laughs> Way to take charge, LT. <laughs> when when officers in distress increase paperwork productivity. <laughs> All right, Billy Joe, I guess you're first on thirty one. Uh, I guess I got to drive over there. You can find the nearest local available Lone Star asset and jump into it and take it over, man. Uh, that would probably be my freaking fly spy, and it uh, is not armed. Are there any other uh, Lone Star? Uh, drones in the area with uh, munitions and weapons. Hmm, let's see. Are the patrol cars standard where they can be taken over by a rigger? Yeah, I would say so, you know, with the right, with the right credentials. Yeah, uh, give me, um, gosh, what can I test here? We'll, we'll make it edge plus police procedures. Okay. It's a mixture of luck and your ability to call up the uh, the uh, database, or the uh, sort of the, the grid of drones that are out there at a moment's okay. notice. I'm rolling ten dice. I got one, two, three, four, five hits. Okay, yeah, so there does just happen to be a uh, rotodrone that is armed uh, that's uh, patrolling the area not too far away. It's going to take, essentially, you, this is a complex action for you to look up this information. There's also a patrol car about three kilometers away, but uh, th this particular drone is less than a kilometer away. Okay, I'm going to jump that drone. Yeah, you'll have to do that on your next pass. Yes, sir. Uh, so, Officer Garrett on 19. Hey, well, uh, hitting the brakes, and one of the ghouls that's, and the ghoul that's got a hold of uh, my uh, partner in crime here, he's getting blasted. And I'm going to edge that one. Alright, uh, I think that's minus four dice for shooting him. Okay. Five, two, total two hit. Alright, you have one net hit. One net hit? Okay. What's the damage total? 11p minus negative one armor penetration. Alright, so you... Blast, blast away, and he nearly manages to dodge, but you see there's a spray of blood as your your shot grazes him. Graze, huh? Yay. Yeah, these things move fast. Yes, so. Basically, I'm just having really good dice luck. Yeah. Alright, who's the thing on 12? That's what we named the uh, ghoul before we knew it was a ghoul. Oh, okay. It's not there, then, rather. Oh, um... 
order isn't here. Uh, so, Tony, I guess you're at the same time. It's okay, team. You've got all of Lone Star on your side. Uh, I got six hits using Edge on uh, leadership uh, test for Rally, which everybody gets three to their initiative score for the rest of the combat turn. Nice. 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 All right, so on 10, let's see here, uh, the uh, uh, ghoul that, that wasn't holding on to uh, Officer Holmes actually picks up his legs. Ooh, I go on 13 now. Oh, 13. Uh, go ahead. I'm going to be uh, reaching out for the uh, the essence of uh, Gregory, the uh, high threat response orc that went down in the, uh, the unpleasantness of a few weeks back. I figure his uh, spirit should be helpful in this situation. And I'm going to pull him in at 4-6. And I got seven hits. Okay. You sense a lot of resentment at uh, having been uh, killed when some of the others survived. And a resentment toward the living. But uh, you managed to sort of turn that around and use it to uh, fuel your uh, summoning rather than act as an impediment. It's somewhat draining, but you manage to pull him up with uh, four services, and uh, you look at the six drain. Okay. And that's a complex action, so I'm done. All right, yeah, and the, uh, like I said, on ten, uh, the one ghoul grabs Holmes' legs, and then on eight, the other ghoul, who's been recently wounded by gunfire, uh, kind of stands up a little bit taller, uh, grabbing Holmes by the shoulders, and they both start to move quite a bit faster down the alley. They get about uh, seven or eight meters further, and uh, they're in, in definitely a darker area. And then uh, Billy Joe on 24-second pass. Okay. Uh, a rotor drone should be there by now, right? Well, you found the rotor drone before. That's all you've done. Oh. I'm going to jump into the rotor drone, commandeer it, and fly like a very fast drone <laughs> over to where... Uh, Detective Holmes' uh, beacon is. All right, it's a simple action to jump in. Um, you start flying that way, and um, so you probably want to make an observant detail roll to get a good grasp of your surroundings. Okay, I will do that then. Okay, give me a perception test. Alrighty, perception. So you basically called something up. You use use your comm link to call up this. Uh, this uh, map and found this point on a map. Oh, hey, this should work. And then just jump directly into it. So, Okay, I got four hits on perception. Okay, yep, you got a good grasp of where you are. You're, um, you're actually about um, 800 meters to the uh, directly south of where this is happening. Okay, so I'm going to fly over there, liggity split. And the drone is equipped with, a, uh, with an assault rifle. And a uh, taser. Okay. The assault rifle is a Colt M23. Let's give you overall stats. It's got a gas vent 3 on it. So, counting the rotor drone's body, I think that gives you. Well, here we go. Um, seven, seven points of recoil comp. That's kind of nice. Uh, aren't uh, weapons fired from vehicles recoil half? Nope, they get a number of points of recoil comp equal to the vehicle's body. All right, so let's see. Next on second pass is Officer Garrett. Okay, at this point, getting out of the car, and as I, <coughs> excuse me, 
getting out of the car, and as I am, I'm grabbing the, I'm grabbing my Optimum 2, flinging that over the shoulder, and doing a quick check of the alley and everything around me as I head to assist Detective Holmes. I want to make sure that they're not going to trip. They're not going to try to surround, which they probably are. I realize this is probably one of the dumber things I've done, but there's someone in trouble. All right, I'm going to say it's a simple action to dismount your vehicle and a simple action to ready the different weapon. Well, so essentially, you just have movement. Okay. Basically, all I'm doing, all right, I'm not, real, I'm not bringing up the optimum. I'm still going to be using the Remington. I'm just grabbing the optimum for possible later use. I have a feeling this could turn into a protracted fire flight. Okay. Well, it's still a simple action to retrieve it then. Okay. Fair enough. But you have the Remington 950 still out and, and active. It's your active weapon, but you've got the other one nearby to go as well. Yep. All right, and you start following. Um, what's your agility? My agility is five. Okay. So if you want to, you could actually catch up to pretty close to these things. Okay. Will do. So you run up, and you're you're good just a couple meters away from them. Oh. You can see they're, they're carrying homes. <laughs> How exactly are they carrying them? Are they doing like a drag along or fire or two person carry? Yeah, two person carry. carry uh, one of the ghouls has his legs. The other ghoul has his uh, you know shoulders and arms. Okay. Yep. I think I'm using slug ammo rather than buckshot. All right, and it's your turn, uh, Tony. It's your turn. I'm doing a leadership test. Uh, I've got three hits. I'm doing direct action. Uh, who's acting next? Um. Initiative order, it would be uh, uh, Voss Maxwell. Uh, but he's just command, going to be commanding the spirit to go over there. Right. Uh, the next person acting in the scene is probably going to be Billy Joe with his drone. Um, okay. You know, he's probably, Billy Joe is probably going to do a test to get his drone moving there faster. I would assume so, yes. Okay. So what is uh, I can give you the so these three hits act as a teamwork test for whatever you're doing next. Go Billy Joe, Let's you see, can do if it. You're, if you're 800 meters away, you're just you're you're at least 250 meters outside of assault rifle range. So you probably need to get there faster. Yes, we need to get there faster. Pour it on, Billy Joe. Dive. You can do it. Got to dodge stuff, dick, dive and dodge. That's right. All right, the next person who goes, though, is um, uh, Voss. Okay, I'm going to uh, astrally project and then use my movement to head to the, uh, the location. I've been checking in with, uh, with Tony throughout the evening, so I've got a general idea of the, uh, the, where they are, and I've been keeping up on the, uh, the AR feed, so I'm going to do my best to track down the dark alley that they're in. All right. Uh, give me in a sensing test, I guess. Okay. You're not really so much a sensing, but using your... I don't know affinity with the with the astral with the astral realm and your intuition to uh, uh, yeah. and there are a bunch of magically active ghouls and uh, a magical firefight going on in that alley, so it should be lighting up pretty bright on the astral. Six hits on my sensing. All right, yeah, just uh, with your connection to your fellow officers and your awareness of the situation and the location, you're able to hone right in on the spot. So you actually. Pop up in astral space 
Okay. It's a complex action to project, right? Yes. Okay, then I'm done. Yep, you uh, zip over in astral space and manage to call yourself to a halt uh, near several meters away from where the action is happening. Okay, I'm going to make sure that that several meters is up so that the ghouls can't claw at me easily. Okay. And uh, Greg, I don't think he has orders yet. Nope. So, um, then we're on third pass, Billy Joe. Getting that right over there. Aircraft test to just uh, try to get there faster. Yeah. So just roll a, like a maneuvering test or something? Yep. So would that be, since I'm jumped in, my piloting skill? Yes, using your own piloting skill. And this is considered an aircraft? Yeah, that it is. All right. Need to put that pilot aircraft skill to test? I do have that skill with 12 dice. Nice. What about gunnery? I've got that as well. I got one, two, three hits. All right, so you managed to get it up to uh, pretty close to maximum speed. I'm thinking maybe I should try to uh, edge this and reroll my failures, because I don't want uh, Detective Holmes getting eaten by ghouls. It's Halloween. I mean, if you're going to get eaten by ghouls... <laughs> that's this would be the night to have it happen. <laughs> uh, hey, those are the ones I hire from the <laughs> escort agency, not just any pickup in the street. Okay, I got four more hits, so I have... Uh, seven hits. Okay, yeah, you're able to kind of use the altitude, uh, kind of shed some of that for some extra speed than what the drone can normally pull off on its own. I'm going to say you essentially cover 100, 100, 160 meters. So, um, essentially, you're still going to be out of range this this combat turn, but you'll probably get into it next turn, co- next combat turn. Alright. Alright, and then Garrett, uh, Thanks to your boss's fine leadership, you have a third pass. Yay! Okay. The one... Which of the two have... uh, Alright, got ghoul number one, ghoul number two that have grabbed Holmes. Which one looks the more chewed up? Ghoul number one, the one that initially grabbed him. You clipped that one with the slug. Alright, guess what? Let's see if this works this time. Edging. Getting uh, another full blast. <laughs> oh, ow. It's gonna hurt somebody and not me. One, two, three, four, five, so far. Six, seven. I'm at my limit. Wait a minute. Let me double check something real quick. Nope, I'm at six. I'm at my accuracy limit on this weapon. Well, did you pre-edge? Yes, I did. Then there's no limit. Oh, well, heck that. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. All right. Uh, yeah, the luck runs out eventually. The ghoul got uh, two hits, so you've got, what, seven net hits? Oh, 20. I'm sorry. No, 21p, negative one. Yeah, th- this line, you, you line it up perfect, and just it's like one of those moments that before you even pull the trigger, you know this is locked in. Bye-bye. And uh, when you do pull the trigger, the ghoul's head just bursts and explodes in every direction. Hopefully his, butt, his friend will get the uh, get the picture. And uh, his body sort of drops down on his ass, uh, leaving you know uh, Holmes to kind of flop down on top of him. All right, and then, um, let's see, fourth pass, Billy Joe, not really much you can do right now. Yeah, 
So you just keep flying. Exactly. I'm going to restart the recording here. All right. There we go. All right. Anybody who wants to can roll initiative. All right. Billy Joe's going to be first. Zero on in. All right. You spend this action to close the distance more. So you are now uh, 490 meters away, which puts you in extreme range for an assault rifle after spending this action moving. Uh, next up is Greg, who's waiting for orders. And uh, Garrett, your turn. Well, worked one time, worked another. Becky Ghoul, he's getting a blast. Well, won't burn too much. I'm sorry, use too much edge here. So, imagine on this one. Might be the pay. Yeah, respectable. One, two, four. Four hits. <clears throat> now, seeing what happened to his friend, this particular ghoul realizes he should probably duck and manages <laughs> to avoid the shotgun blast. Yeah. Uh, Voss, what are you doing? Yeah. Good news is if he's bothering to duck, it means he's not bothering trying to uh, drag Holmes any farther. What's uh, Maxwell doing? I am going to be uh, ordering uh, Greg to... Uh, Grab Holmes, uh, pull him to safety, and cast heal on him. All right, so we'll say on his turn, at this point, Greg manifests near Holmes. That's him done, then. All right, and then on 15, the ghoul goes. I'm going to try to do a quick draw here. Yep, that works. He uh, suddenly whips out a kukri and uh, goes to hack at uh, Holmes. Uh, taking a souvenir, I see. Okay, that, that definition of fast food is just ridiculous. <laughs> He's got a to-go order on, on tap there. Alright, so Holmes, give me a uh, damage distance roll, AP minus one. This might be kind of ugly. Oh, I got four hits. Alright, so you take three boxes of physical damage. And he's just kind of chopped into your leg, but didn't manage to sever anything yet. At that point, he just sort of lets go and starts starts running away. And then, um, I guess next would be... Oh, Tony, sorry, I skipped you. Go one in 15. That's okay. Hey, go Billy Joe, line him up in your sights, you got him. So you can add two dice as a teamwork test for uh, whatever you're doing next, Billy Joe. Which is getting him. Nice. Alright, so, yeah, I guess second pass, Billy Joe, it's, you're, you're up. You see the uh, ghoul fleeing away. It's nice that this ghoul turned his back to me, so now I got a nice, unobstructed shot to the back of him. And that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to try and shoot him. All using right, my you, gunnery skill. You are in a range, but the range is extreme range, so that's minus six dice there. Okay. But you do have plus two from uh, the encouragement of your boss. Yes, and I'm going to pre-edge this. Does he get any bonuses from the TACnet? Why, yes. If that's the skill he's selecting. In fact, it is. <laughs> All right, what kind of burst are you doing? A long burst. Ten oh. round. Okay, so you're suffering two dice penalty as well from recoil. Oh, but I've got seven points of recoil comp. Yeah, well, long burst is ten round burst, so ten minus seven, and the first bullet's free, so that leaves two points. Two uncompensated shots, so that's why the minus two. Okay, so minus two more. Okay. 
Yeah, so you're essentially, you're, after taking the cut, your bonus from your ally um, and the penalties from the recoil and the range, you're at minus six dice to your normal shot. Okay. I'm still at 16 dice because I'm pre-edging. And uh, I'm going to say the ghoul, he really isn't aware of your shot, but he's definitely aware of the possibility of being shot at since there's been some, some crazy dude who came ran up trying to shoot up, trying to shoot us. Is uh, him and his friends for just grabbing a homeless guy off the street. So he okay. is ducking and weaving a bit. I'm gonna I'm gonna give him a defense test, but at a penalty. Okay. Uh, well, actually, that that would mean no dice. Actually, counting the burst. So. Okay. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight hits, and I've got one, two, three, four sixes. Ten hits with one six. Total of ten hits. All right. So yes, yeah, so you managed to get the, a ten round burst. All within a shot grouping of about two inches across. Damn! That's a drill! So that's the Colt M23. Uh, uh, base it just normal 9P. ammo. So it's 19p. Yeah, so after resisting a little bit of damage, the ghoul takes 17 points of physical damage. It essentially manages to just drill out the section where its heart would be, and he falls to the ground dead. He's <laughs> shooting techs. <laughs> Was it just these two ghouls, or are there mother, other ghouls in the area? Well, I've probably been screaming over, uh, calling out uh, updates over the net. At this point, as soon as I see the two drop, I'll probably use uh, my neck on my turn, but I'll just go ahead and say it now for the three action. Say, other ghouls sighted in the area. We need, co- we need the area covered. I'm going to render as much aid. I'm going to cover uh, Holmes till backup arrives. Actually. Yeah, and you look over and happen to see there's a, an orc in high threat response gear. Uh, who's uh, dragging Holmes away? Right, I'll cover. I'll, I'll yell to him, "Get him to my car." <laughs> yes, yeah, I don't take go, orders Billy from. Joe. Yeah, the or- the orc kind of looks at you. Says, I don't take orders from you. <laughs> and uh, proceeds to cast a heal spell on on Holmes. You can go to roll for him. Uh, he's any uh, uh, penalty on that? Penalty? Uh, I don't think Holmes has any cyber. Do you? Nope. Yeah, nope, just the liberal. Six hits. Okay, your three boxes of physical damage have been healed. Your pants are bloody, but your legs are just fine. Excellent. I'm just happy to see that green for the spirit. I'm just kind of covering the area, looking for more ghouls with that rotor drone. And if it looks clear, then I'll uh, release it back to its patrol pattern. Okay, so you, you, you spent some time kind of observing for ghouls, but, uh, They've uh, probably gone underground, literally. Okay. I'll jump out of that uh, drone and it can return to its uh, normal patrol route. And then I'll grab one more report off the empty stack and put it in my to-do stack for commandeering a drone and coming to the aid of a downed officer. And uh, Garrett, at this point in time, you happen to notice that uh, there's actually a few people who have come out of the uh, El Rancho del Taco across the street. And uh, you're walking this way. Holmes, time to go. I'm not oh identifying my, my. I'm not identifying myself. There's nothing about me that says Lone Star. You know, as far as they know, hey, as far as they know, this guy was my chummer, and I came to his aid, and I'm going to keep it that way. Well, the physical damage was healed, but I'm still knocked out from the stun. That's okay. I can I can lift you up. I guess uh, Greg and I will uh, will take off. Okay. Uh, one of the guys calls out in Spanish. Uh, do you understand Spanish, Garrett? Uh, I understand Aslander Spanish. 
Oh, wait a minute. Let me double check. Yeah, Aslander Spanish. No, this is more like regular Spanish, but you essentially pick up enough of the wording to uh, be like, uh, some of the, like, some of the, like what, what, what's going on out here? And then it repeats in English. Uh, what are you doing? Freaking ghouls just came out of nowhere trying to get this guy. Yeah, <laughs> but I took care of him good. And I, this slag owes me money. And there's no way some ghouls are going to chomp on him before I collect. You got a problem? Lying out my you-know-what. Uh, give me a con roll. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'll throw in there. If you don't believe me, just look at that damn alleyway. Not bad. Uh, I got four. Okay, yeah, they sort of pause and kind of look at each other and, and curse. They're looking around, and you can see uh, each of them uh, is drawing a pistol and uh, looking around. Where did they? Where do they go? Oh, well, scat! Uh, the direction they scattered. There's one, to two bodies down that hump, down that alleyway. If you want a trophy? Go ahead. I ain't interested in no bounty. I'm more interested in this fr- this fragger. And I'll mutter something in my breath. It's like, yeah. Try to pull one over on my sister. I'll see what. Yeah, yeah. I don't think so, Scooter. Yeah, one of them spits. The other one says, "Those those punches know better than to than than to come near here." Well, someone looked like they didn't get the memo, muchacho, because they because they're here. Yeah, well, thanks for delivering. Well, tell you what, you you toss that guy in your car, or whatever. Lock it up, good. Uh, come on in. We'll get you some tacos, maybe margarita. <laughs> oh, have to take a ring. Check on that one, amigo. I like I said, I got some business with this boy, and it ain't gonna wait. But uh, what's your name, there, Hoss? Uh, me. Uh, I go by Paco. Paco, Paco. They call me Big D. So I'll tell you what. As soon as I get the business taken care of, maybe I'll swing back by and uh, maybe for up to it, we can go shoot a few more of those gray bastards. Sure. This is my brother Fernando. Uh, t- tell you what. Uh, we. We're friends with the people who own this place. Uh, you, uh, you uh, find yourself in the need of a chance to, uh, oh, uh, use your tri- that trigger finger of yours on some more ghouls. You, you swing on by here. I think we might just uh, put together a hunting party soon. Yeah, I like that. that. Sounds like a good time. All right then, I might just do that. But like I said, business calls, and I'll give him a big toothy grin and kind of unceremoniously dump Holmes in the backseat of the car and vacate. All right. Yep, you drive off. <laughs> and, uh, hey, guys, I think I th- might have just gotten us a little bit of an in. Nice. All right, so, yeah, Holmes will need some time to sleep that off. Is there anything else you guys are going to be doing that evening? More paperwork. <laughs> yeah, we've got extra reports now for, uh, Locally discharging a fully automatic weapon. So uh, Greg here can default to uh, his uh, intuition for police procedures, and I think he can act as my secretary for the rest of the evening for that. <laughs> That's freaking awesome. Well, now that uh, I have to start a new cycle of uh, paperwork, who turned in their paperwork first? Our well, boss for well, Nina's already gone, so I guess it was her. No, she didn't get any. You missed my point. We're still here. She's gone. She won. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, uh, I uh, assigned the next stack of paperwork to 
boss and Nina. It's good to be the boss. <laughs> yeah, this didn't involve you know a uh, destruction of property and uh, an officer ending up in the hospital, so there's a lot less involved in this. Well, someone is going to have to explain why they didn't collect the bounty on the ghoul. There's ghoul bounties? Yeah. Well, I have uh, video footage of shooting one. I, I offed one, so who do I turn that into? <laughs> Unfortunately, technically that falls under line of duty, so I don't think we could collect. Well, we might be able to. <sighs> and uh, any other circumstance, I might have been tempted to, but uh, I didn't want them asking too many questions without a plausible cover story. That was all pulling it out of my six, and I wanted to get Holmes out of there. Well, that was well done, sir. So, how does a uh, how does a uh, stun recovery work with somebody who's unconscious but also has insomnia? Um, I guess you get one free roll before you have to uh, uh, see whether you wake up or not. So, you make one body plus willpower roll. I'll say uh, free and clear, and then after that, you have to do your insomnia roll to keep sleeping. Okay. Assuming you get at least one hit on your first roll, because if you don't recover any stun, then you can just keep rolling until you recover some. Yeah, I got exactly one hit on that roll. <laughs> so actually worse than rolling nothing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so uh, you, uh, Officer Gate, you end up uh, dropping Holmes off, wherever you're dropping him off, about the well, time he's starting to wake up. I'll probably take him to the closest, you know, Lone Star approved, like, clinic or hospital just to get him checked out for anything, especially the cut on his legs, stuff like that. So, so he was gonna spray his ghoul blood. What's that? Yeah, he could be that. infected. He was definitely spattered by ghoul blood. And we have new fancy rules for that too. Oh that would be oh. so cool. Two two infected characters in two different campaigns, that's rough. <laughs> <laughs> Funny, but rough. Yeah. Unfortunately there's no rules for CFD, at least not that I've found. Well, you know what I thought we could use, not to go on a tangent, but I thought we could use, like, that quick fuse uh, flaw, at the very least, as a guideline. <laughs> what, you mean paranoid schizophrenic? I think that applies to everybody. <laughs> no, 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 paranoia is just another survival skill. Exactly! Yes, and in our, in our actual play ca campaign, uh, Tiny has uh, c uh, contracted a case of uh, CFD. Ouch. The murder troll has contracted a case of the murders. Yeah, no <laughs> shit. Well, before it was just controlled killing. Now it's just yeah, random murder. Yeah, and before he just looked scary. Now he's actually acting scary. You know, Kit's not too keen on having people act other than she's used to them acting. Yeah, the, the kid might have to hack him and put in like a, a safety switch to turn off all his cyber. <laughs> Probably want to swap out all of his explosives with Play-Doh, too. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I got. I think I got the detonator. All right, and... What the <laughs> And then he goes on the murderous rampage because he's pissed. <laughs> What's that one scene from uh, Dark Knight when the jo or Joker's walking out of the hospital? Yes. Hitting the remote detonator? Or, or better click, yet... Click, click, click. <laughs> we've swapped his C5 with Play-Doh. Let's see if you notice the difference. <laughs> <laughs> In your best smarmy, you know, narrator voice. Swapped his highly explosive C5 with new Folgers crystals. Let's see <laughs> if he notices the difference. I really don't see any rules for um, 
became infected. Um, as far as uh, the the ghoul, the Krieger strain. Were there any in the last edition that you could use? Let's start with an edge test. <laughs> well, this is going to end poorly. <laughs> edge it, edge it. Oh, wait. You'll not believe. You'll not believe this, but I got two fives. All right, you're good. I should screenshot this. That's going to be the only time I roll an edge test that's going to get me more than one hit and more than likely a crit glitch. <laughs> yep. So uh, you you were sprayed with blood, but none of it got on your skin or in your mouth or in the kukri wound. But I'm still forever unclean. <laughs> so yeah, uh, no worries. Isn't it the isn't the vector the infection power? Well, as far as a lot of the infected goes, they have to kind of drain your essence down on the way. With ghouls, it's it's different. I don't think we really have any rules for it. Do ghouls have the infection power? I don't think so. Yeah, they don't have the infection power. Here we go. Car- the negative infected quality carrier. It has rules for it. Exposure to this character's bodily fluids means that the character must begin the appropriate disease-resistant tests. Page 142. Gotcha. But, you know, since you got two hits in your edge test, we don't have to bother with that, so... You get all cleaned up and disinfected and... Um... Come on, I was trying so hard to help you. <laughs> <laughs> well, that would definitely be an interesting turn in this campaign, which, you know, I'm not opposed to if uh, if we want to do it the right way <laughs> okay so yeah. the rules for it are listed on page 143 under the strain three it has uh, a, uh, a number of disease resistance tests to reduce the power uh-huh, okay and it's power six and you get looks like 10 disease resistance tests so i'm guessing it's relatively easy to avoid it oh it's a wonder anybody becomes a ghoul well you could glitch or they could capture someone and partic- and kind of like, you know, hold them down or keep them captive or unconscious and just keep going until it takes. Wear them down and that type of deal. Not an entirely pleasant way of doing it, but theoretically it's possible. Which book are you looking at? Run faster. Yeah, so since you get 10 body plus willpower rolls and uh, you have to achieve six hits among those. Give me just a moment. We'll see how this turns out. No, body and willpower? Yep. Still, I want to see the report. Ah, uh, yes, uh, Sergeant Detective Holmes was ambushed, uh, was, uh, the in question were fended off by a combination of uh, efforts between Officer Dan Garrett and Officer, uh, or Joe, I can't remember your full name. Uh, unfortunately, Detective Holmes seemed to have contracted a ghoul disease, and, well, now we have a ghoul on the payroll. So, Ooh, what's your name? It's extra nasty. If you don't reduce the power to zero in a single roll, uh, whatever remains is added to the next one. Ooh. Oh. Ow. Okay, that's going to oh. make it interesting. Well, like I said, you weren't really exposed, so okay. you don't have to worry about it. This time. Yeah. Yeah, if you'd have, like critically glitched, you would have definitely become exposed. So, yeah, if you can get it down to zero in a single roll, then, yeah, no problem. But otherwise, yeah, it starts looking dangerous. So does that stack, like, let's say you, you need to get ten successes and you get four hits, leaving you six left over. Do you then add six to ten again, and that's your next roll to try and beat? 
It looks like it starts at six. Um, uh, hmm. Yeah, it looks like you need to roll it against the six every time. Which means that that last roll is the one that really matters, and it's you still need to get it down to zero in a single roll. Then, hmm. I always thought unless I'm with, reading it wrong, with disease resistance rolls, you just basically roll. Each roll reduces the power by the number of hits. Yeah, the disease is only defeated when the minimum number of tests have been made, and the power of the disease is reduced to zero. All right. Well, uh, moving on. Uh, so you guys imagine uh get a. Uh, Holmes dropped off and uh, checked out. He's given a clean bill of health, and they definitely draw some blood and check for signs of the uh, Krieger strain in the system. A little sad. My uh, shot-to-kill ratio is starting to go down. This is starting to affect my average. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, I never thought to start keeping keeping track. Four? <laughs> Can you guys hear me? Yes. Yep. yes. Okay, good. Alright, so I'm just going to kind of say the next couple days go by. Anything particular you wanted to um, uh, have going on during that time? Pick up an Arcana skill of one. Learn skills. Alright. I'll actually learn leadership now. You guys have all been benefiting from my default leadership. (laughs) Imagine when you're skilled. Unfortunately, I have to uh, wait until tomorrow before I can officially do any type of character advancement because... My, I accidentally left my notepads at work. Dope. Yeah. I went old school on that just because uh, Hero Lab's giving me a gigantic pain in my six. So I'm just going to start keeping track of the old-fashioned way. Like, real gamers. <laughs> so we're doing bookkeeping now, or what's happening? I guess I just want to find out if you uh, guys have any things that you wanted to have going on during the uh, couple days that I'm sort of skipping ahead through. Well, I am willing to have uh, Billy Joe uh, present some options for us to have a little more support and firepower available to us when we go wandering around. Well, if Nina, yeah. when she's back, uh, when she's back up and uh, running, you know, you can have the, you know, if we want to do something like this, like we did with uh, at the apartment where there was two of us as backup, that worked out. You know, that's that little much more firepower, but. I think it's more of a procedural thing. You know, if someone's going to go undercover, you know, or start nose around, have at least two people backing them up. Or maybe try to coordinate it just a little bit better where we're all a little, you know, closer proximity. But, uh, okay, so maybe we start thinking about two teams of three? Not a possibly. bad idea. Yeah. I've also uh, got a... Go ahead, boss. Well, uh, I was thinking maybe, you know, those those rotodrones with uh, a heavy machine gun on it would give us a little bit more firepower and support. I concur, boss. I completely concur. <laughs> this is just what I was saying. If you only let me spend some of our funds on, on, on heavily armed drones. <laughs> yeah. A couple of rotodrones with a Vindicator minigun on them. Whew. We're talking some complete firepower support. Actually, I don't know if we'll be able to get away with uh, Vindy, but uh, maybe pack a couple of AA-16s on that sucker. That, got that could work. Yep. A little close quarters action if you catch my meaning. I think you'd only be able to do one. Well, I think uh, Billy Joe can uh, run some options and explain the tactical packages, uh, and we can pick one. But I think it's certainly worth having firepower available, because we're likely 
to need to spend time in Arlington. Yeah. I'd also uh, want to talk to you, uh, LT, and uh, all the detective types about uh, this little inn we might have. I got some thoughts. So as soon as you guys are done with housekeeping, we'll want to go over that real quick. Good time for the crash uh, training for uh, undercover work. Get boss, undercover work ain't nothing but acting like you know what you're doing. I've acted, I've had to do UC before. I just not want to. I just have don't do the uh, fancy investigation, crime scene stuff. I can handle it. And uh, Nina, give me a body times two roll. We did that at the end of last session. Remember? Oh, we did. Unless, uh, you mean the illness, right? No. Oh, I'm or, sorry. Uh, you're okay. recovering physical damage. Got it. You still have some, right? Yep. Anybody else for any suggestions for non-standard gear or equipment that we're going to need or want to have? Maybe somebody wants to get reagents? Well, well. Yeah, I could use some more reagents and uh, power focus. I, I like how you slipped that power focus thing in. That was that was smoother than me and the drones, man. Woo! That was good, Vox. They maybe try to get our hands on maybe some different types of ammunition, maybe some APDS, maybe some explosive. I don't know. Some uh, flechette rounds might have come in pretty handy during this particular uh, encounter. Um, can non-standard ammo be requested through standard uh, channels? Oh, sure. Yeah, we are an official unit. And as long as this is being, and as long as we can account for this stuff, but we're not just going out and using it for like personal use and everything, you know, I don't see why we can't get a couple boxes of, you know, a particular type of ammo. Well, I think Maxwell can help you with the paperwork. That, but isn't that part of our standard thing, or does it come out of our operational budget? Well, we should probably have some of those available, but we don't know yet. Get a, a there's some kind of standard package or loadout we can authorize. I'd recommend at least that uh, everybody has something additional other than their sidearm for personal use, either a shotgun or an SMG, depending on their particular skill sets. Uh, yeah, I need a shotgun, LT. Yeah, basically anything above and beyond your starting equipment and the basic ammo you get with that, uh, the replacement of that gear, anything above and beyond that would be something that would come out of your operational budget. Okay. So with drones, with guns... Reagents and foci and, uh, you know, non-standard ammunition, that's all going to cost you out of your budget. So what's this power focus thing? Is that like a battery-operated wand? (laughs) (laughs) It opens up my uh, connection to the uh, mana source and allows me to uh, pull more power through into the world. So it is a magical battery. Sounds like some good drugs. Didn't I see them playing at the Dome not too long ago? One thing that it allowed me to do is to to, uh, request the services of of greater powered spirits without uh, giving myself an aneurysm. So how much are these? Um... I think uh, uh, 36,000 new yen would be uh, about the right price for uh, for one for our unit. I think I'm going to take a sip of coffee just so I can do a spit take. <laughs> <laughs> so the nice thing about a rotor drone is you multiply the body times three for figuring out the number of mounts you can put on it, be it small, medium, and large. Isn't it body times two? Uh... 
book says body times three. It's special for roto drones. Yeah, I thought the thing was that they can mount twice as many mounts. Uh, okay, let me go back to the page I was on and I'll read it to you. On page 466, medium-sized drones, oh. the MCT Nissan Rotodrone. Oh, treat oh. the body as three higher. As three higher. Oh, I, that was Plus three times. Okay. It, it Not lets times you put, three. Damn. It lets you put two... It lets you put a heavy weapon mount on it, which it normally would not have, uh, which they did because most medium Rotodrones can, uh, can come with LMGs or HMGs. Yeah, so you can do one heavy weapon mount or two standard weapon mounts. So well, would it be better to do uh, dual weapons or just, no, I like the big machine guns. HMG would have about uh, over a click range. Yeah, another good choice for a rotor drone um, with a heavy weapon mount is a sniper rifle. We get our hands on another, uh, we can get our hands on another Crockett for it. That seems like a pretty good rifle. It's not a sniper sniper rifle like say a Barrett, but it's got the burst fire option on it, and its range is still pretty comparable. Or the uh, was it like the JP seven four fifty or whatever the heck it is that just came, that was in a run and gun as well. And the main thing I was thinking is the drone with a longer range weapon gives it much wider coverage, so you know it doesn't have to be like walking around with us. Yeah. Well, it's also the thing for the yeah point for the uh, quote-unquote battle rifle would be the fact that uh, you also got to remember that they sniper rifles they're not really going to be able to do suppressive fire so a good assault rifle would probably be good Uh, what do you call it the optimum 2 the one that I carry that's got that's both an assault rifle and it's got an underbarrel shotgun so got two you basically got two weapons in one right one right there in one package well, you could probably dual mount those because those aren't heavy weapons, correct? There you go. Right, but they still don't have the range of the HMG. HMG is going to give us the range, suppressor fire, and anti-vehicular. That's true. Maybe we can get, uh, maybe have one drone for like a heavy use where we know it's going to hit the fan and maybe have one for like a, a zippy little fast one for situations like we had today. It- that's just one item equipment. We got a couple days here. We can do these requests and get this done. Anybody else want or think they we need anything? And we're if, getting- uh, if I can't get a power focus, uh, I've been thinking about picking up a spell formula, a bind, which would let me uh, grab suspects without having to knock them unconscious. I'd be for Thanks. that. Hey, I've got a question for you. Uh, the spell wiggler types. Uh, my buddy, uh, who is the uh, the drone guy, my, my tech guy that I go to get drones that got a accidental shooting in the leg by someone, <coughs> shall remain lameless. <coughs> Can anybody... It was not accidental. Let's <laughs> see, I was trying to cover <laughs> for you, LT, and uh, yeah. You, anyway... You- <laughs> Can somebody manipulate his mind to make him think that we're super good buddies so I can get some good prices on the drones that I need? <laughs> make him forget about that whole shooting in the leg thing? <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. That's called money. That's really like the sort of thing that uh, Holmes would be involved in. I'm not generally a fan of, uh, of warping people's minds that way. Billy Joe, if you have any trouble getting good prices from him, let me go have a chat. <laughs> oh, shit. 
<laughs> and I won't have him as a contact anymore. <laughs> anyway, a uh, bind would only cost like fifteen hundred million. Uh, power Focus One is what the thirty-six thousand would be, right? No, that's Power Focus Two. Oh. So, just out of character, guys, how do we want to? Uh, we have a budget which lets us pick some things. So, how do you get? What do you guys think about how we should use it? Well. I would say at least one combat drone, you know, that we have for our use that we don't have to wait to use exactly what type. I'd leave that up to, to the rigor. Uh, I would also suggest make sure everyone's got decent armor. I would also recommend the uh, shotgun and or SMG for at least a member of the team and extra ammo, different types of ammo and not just the uh, more powerful stuff, the EX or the APDS. I would also recommend maybe getting some non-lethal variety for those times when we don't necessarily want to kill them. Maybe some gel rounds or gun rounds or something along those. That's my two cents. Personally, I'm of a mind where we declare a percentage for firepower. Maybe not actual gun firepower, but, you know, the power focus or the drone or what have you. And a percentage for bribes. Or that sort of thing that are inevitably going to come up. Good point. Do we want to get some sort of undercover vehicle? Might yeah, not be big a bad van, idea. it'll carry all the drones with lots of armor and a hard mount on the top. <laughs> and, and am I going to need to get uh, undercover uh, armor and such to use? Because all my uh, armor's a uh, star issue. Yeah, mine too. I'd recommend some uh, plain clothes stuff. You know, because I had my own armored jacket, which I used today. All right, so what I think we should probably do is uh, use the forum for exactly what gear you're, you know, spending or whatever. If you just want to take a f maybe a little bit more time to figure out how you're going to split things up and what people are going to buy with stuff necessarily, or in a more general sense, rather than kind of go through itemize individual purchases here. But uh, the rest we can kind of do typed up in between sessions. Maybe post all of our wish lists and then uh, hash out how much we actually want to spend on everything. One way to do it. Yeah, sounds good. Make everyone responsible for uh, coming up with the, the price tag of everything, assuming it's in a book somewhere. Hey, boss, are you trying to say something? Because I'm seeing the little light next to your name coming on, but I'm not hearing anything. Yeah, I could undo the mute button. <laughs> that would help. <laughs> uh, well... I think this is how it's going to work. We're going to end up with all kind of standard little stuff that we all need to be as undercover investigators or whatever, some firepower support. But there are some other items I, um, I think we should think about. Um, we need to do surveillance and investigation, so there's going to be operational budget too. We had that uh, forensic stuff that happened, and we don't really have any... And that's an example where um, maybe surveillance gear, other items we might want to think of getting. Here's a here's kind of an idea, sort of a slight out out of uh, out of character, real quick. Uh, Cliff, what is the possibility of maybe quote unquote recruiting an NPC, say forensic specialist, kind of be on our team, you know, so that way we're not having to go through the rigmarole of you know they're there, they're with us, but when the stuff starts flying, they're, you know, kind of stay in the background. 
and maybe do the same thing with, say, like a matrix specialist. That way, they, they're, they're back at the office waiting for their turn to do whatever once everything is clear and safe and stuff like that. Well, I mean, along those lines, we might want to use the budget a lot to do things like hire a hacker for certain tasks. I guess, yeah, you could hire, like, a office personnel to some degree. You know, somebody who could back you up with forensics knowledge or do computer-related things from back at the, uh, from back at the, um, HQ. Could you, uh, good. toss together a list of, uh, of prices for services like that so we'd have an idea of what, what amounts we might, might want to pull back in our budget for that kind of thing? Good call. Yeah, yeah, I can work on that. Probably get that sure. up in the next week or two. But yeah, then, like, hiring someone outside of the law, like a, a you know, a Decker or something, that would be a probably job-by-job basis. Right, but there should be there should be some standard price range, and you know because we do actually uh, like Tony knows people that he can go through to maybe hire some of that, but we need to know what to budget right. for it. Okay, it just depends on what you're looking for them to do. A range would be nice. I mean, for yeah. you know, I don't know. You'd hire a hacker or something for a job. I imagine that would cost you anywhere from like one to five thousand, doing depending on what they're doing. And I'm sure there's, uh, I mean, the first one we'll probably want is kind of your standard matrix search stuff, because we seem to be not doing so well on that. Maybe we can get a hold of someone from the uh, secretarial pool to uh, help us out with that. There's always Buckner. Make Buckner do it! (laughs) (laughs) He beat me, I was yelling it, but I didn't have the button pressed. (laughs) (laughs) Alright, that's it. I think she didn't realize how late it was getting, uh, it's almost near 11, so... So maybe we should probably hash out more of this then, rather than getting into some, some more before we've got about an hour left. Uh, real quick, something I wanted to uh, talk about, some uh, potential ideas for this can. I just want to throw them by everybody and see what they have to say about it. What's that? Okay. Well, here's the thing. They don't know I'm a Lone Star officer, obviously. What I was thinking of, obviously, it seems like we've got an opportunity. I go in, I talk to these guys. Maybe pass myself off as a hired gun or, or whatever and just see where it leads. Um, I was thinking, to if we're going to do that, I could maybe introduce someone else who hasn't already been seen. as like, yeah, this is my associate, you know, whatever. Maybe Nina can come along or maybe one of the detectives, you know, whatever, you know, whoever we decide. That way they can maybe get used to seeing maybe another one of us, you know, get them kind of as part of the whole contact deal thing too. And to help with that, what I was thinking is get somebody down in the Matrix Support Division to implant a false identity for myself and whoever might be uh, approaching these guys. Because they're more likely to do a background check on us. And the last thing we want is for them to do a facial recognition and say, oh, look, this guy's a cop, you know, or, you know, something along those lines, you know, fake rap sheet. Make whatever, you know, just to kind of sell it a little bit more. <sighs> Sounds good to me. Yeah. Oh, and, uh, yeah, I could just use my straight uh, handle there of a, you know, Tony. <laughs> Tony is actually on this detail because he can't do undercover anymore. Yeah. But who's not to say that maybe, but Tony still probably has, knows a lot of people who, if the certain person, if they were asked or could at least help plant the information, 
that say, yeah, this guy, he's this, this, and this. Or, yeah, I worked with this guy. Or, hey, I know this guy. He's from out of town or, you know, whatever we decide to come up with. Try to help sell the story a little bit. Of course, I am also presuming quite a bit. I don't know what Tony's uh, background is with the rest of the family and what relationship he still has or enjoys with them. So, overreaching, let me know. You know, there's family. You really can't do anything about them. They're always family. Whether you like it or not. Um, look, yeah, I mean, I, I think that's our strategy for what we do next, Dan, is we're going to get you in there, um, deal with them. This is an example. Once you're in, we should make, do we, um, I mean, this looks like a hot lead, right? They're the smugglers. They brought it in, and we need to find this connection. So they're going to know best a little either who's supplying or behind it or what the general motivation is or get us to that person. So I think getting you in and getting it lined up so we can get this to the next step, it's worth say, taking some time for it. Yep. Uh, so setting up the fake identity, background, all of that sounds great. We also need to prepare for things you know, we got to plan a bug or something in that place. We got to start tracking these guys. Uh, this isn't the only place that they're going to be. They're going to have homes and such. So this might turn out into kind of a big tracking job to figure out who we're going to get to next. Well, I wouldn't recommend putting a bug necessarily on me at first because they're going to be really suspicious. Kind of how we had the setup today with the drone already sneaking in there. Probably go that route first. You know, how I built up a rapport. However, we do need to get the equipment for it and be prepared to use it. Yeah. Perhaps uh, let some uh, stealth drones piggyback in on you to get into areas of the building that would be difficult for them to get in on their own. Possibility. So we might want to budget for some disposable-ish stealth drones for that sort of thing. Okay. Well, guys, you've thought about stealth tags... Uh, indicator paint, any of that kind of stuff we can use to start tracking people. And uh, once we figure out who people of interest are, uh, Holmes and I can uh, start uh, getting a look at auras so we can track them that way as well. And I can do just plain old-fashioned physical following people. I'm real good at stealth and uh, not too bad at uh, tracking, so... All right, so Nina, so example, we might need more vehicles to be able to use. We've got one armored vehicle um, that we have. Um, I have a vehicle I can use. Uh, Dan has one. But we might need to figure out ways to get a hold or use other ones since if we're doing a lot of the surveillance and tracking movement, well, we might uh, need that. Or we're looking at uh, grabbing more drones or other things to help us. Yeah. Uh, does anyone on the team have good uh, kind of tracking, following, sneaking skills and knowledges that uh, I've don't got know decent what to do? Tracking skills. I've got okay tracking skills, uh, real good sneaking skills. Good at sneaking, not so much tracking. Yeah, I can do some tracking. So you guys are tagged for kind of our basically figuring out where these people go, their network of contacts, uh, following them around, getting an idea of, of who they all are, so that when we go in, it's always more useful when we pick them up or connect to them or decide to run a play, that we know a lot more about them. Yes. Yeah. 
So if um, Garrett is, you know, feeding us information, well, I don't even know how much you'd be able to feed us information, but if you can at least, you know, after a day of hanging out with these dudes or whatever, give us some information on who's who, and um, the three of us then can uh, get to work finding out where people come from, where they go, etc. Yeah, here's good. Yeah. So, uh, if I'm going to go undercover, you know, it would also be, uh, we're probably going to have to sell it. So, I would also suggest, aside from the uh, alternate identity, and pardon me, my voice is kind of going on me a little bit here, <clears throat> uh, maybe see if we can get, uh, like, a, a disposable, like, a safe house or something that I can use as my DOS. You know, because they're obviously, you know, and I'll essentially have to live, you know, as, you know, Big D or whatever uh, altered identity I could come up with. So essentially that means a lifestyle comes out of our budget for that. For at least a month. And it could be a low lifestyle, wouldn't be too bad. Something along those lines. You know, it all depends on, yeah. And uh, yeah, Detective Holmes, it does sound like a good idea to, this is my associate. Yeah, I figure they didn't get a very good look at me, if at all, from the other yeah. night, so yeah. I could blend right in easy. Yeah, that also, you know, do little things here to, you know, facial feature, you know, new hair color, to, uh, you know, maybe a little bit of makeup or something like that, you know. We can do all sorts of fun stuff, so all that jazz. Oh, yeah, so I guess since uh, after I wake up from my day of trying to fight and get some rest... Um, I would relay back to the uh, the team what I ran into that evening, which was, you know, those two guys. One looked to be fairly powerful, adept, and they kind of looked like they were lookouts. <laughs> and then wait till you hear what I have to say. All right. So, sounds like you got some plans into place. Uh, do you want to... Sorry, go ahead. So, uh, what's the actual skill we would use for kind of following people or seeing where they're going? Is that just going to be perception? Tracking. Well, tracking is actual physical tracking through terrain. Well, there's urban tracking. Yeah. Yeah, I would say kind of a combination of potentially perception, tracking, and sneaking. Okay. Yeah, all those depending on the circumstances, of course. Yeah, there really is no tailing skill. Not anymore. All right, so, uh, so you're about to say something. All right, so if I, I got this right, Holmes and Garrett are kind of our basic uh, undercover people. Nina and Billy Joe and a couple other people would be good for kind of following or tracking for surveillance. Yeah, sounds about right. Also, and I, as much as it pains me to say this, we don't know what these guys might have in terms of matrix support. So once uh, Holmes and I go undercover, it's Ixnay on the TACnet. We're probably going to have to get new links, all that jazz. Something that would be more in line with, you know, our identities. Oh yeah, just right. taking replacements. Yeah, exactly. I wonder if it would be possible for us to uh, commandeer a deck of some kind. I'm sure huh. we might be able to get something from an old evidence locker that you know, might have been set for or something like that. And All right. Keep in mind the RCC console we have is actually pretty high end. Um, it's the attack is not necessarily a matter of your physical gear. It's one thing to have it off when you're going in, 
but you should think of in terms more that you can activate it if you need to, because I think that'll really help you out. Well, there's also the idea of maybe keeping two comments on us, but you know, I, I'm just thinking, I'm thinking like total immersion here. So, yeah, there's going to be a lot of risks, but you know, we don't know what they might do to try to verify our identities. We don't know. We, we don't know what their skill level are or what the connections are. And I'd rather go in, you know, over prepared than under prepared. You know? And if we yeah, go so in there with a cup. So you might want to get a new uh, com link so exactly. you don't have to worry about uh, clearing out all the old stuff. Exactly. Well, that's one reason to get a Decker to do a run at them to get an idea of what their capabilities are that we can know as we go in. Yeah. Unfortunately, we're really not going to know until we make contact with them and start getting to know them, you know, know who they are and all that stuff. Like I said, that initial meet's probably going to, it's going to be kind of critical. I really don't like you going in without any quick support. Just look at what's happened the last couple of days. Well, well, no, there's a difference between not having backup. I mean, you guys will be, I mean, when we do this stuff, you'll be close by. It's just that we probably won't be connected to the TAC net. We, we will lose like the little bonus. But if we keep playing cool, we, you know, if, it, if, it, if things start shooting, we screwed up, you know. So, but if things do go south, you know, you can still be nearby. Yeah, you saw how fast I could uh, pop onto the scene with a spirit, and uh, if I had one summoned in the first place, yeah, uh, yeah. it would be even faster. But that doesn't help the rest of us. How easy would it be to get bugs inside that uh, restaurant, assuming that's where you guys are meeting? Not on your person, but inside there. Well, got time. I, mean, I could just go up there, come, you know, not just, you know, go to collect my free tacos and just start talking to them. Honestly, it could be any of us. It probably should be any of us instead of you you know if you ever got you know made with bugs on you that uh yeah. right there that's yeah that's fine you know while i'm talking to them and distracting them you know at first with my this is my associate you know mr x you know whatever home sides come up with you know while we're got their attention someone else could have come in like two minutes behind us you know have to use the restroom and then you know whatever i think i can go in there and uh Get some food they've never seen me. Deposit some bugs along with chewed gum underneath the uh, tables. That kind of that kind of drag. Hey, Billy Joe, how's your electronic warfare skill? LT. My electronic war skill is uh, not bad. So that means if we get good sensor gear on drones, that uh, you can actually find out a lot. Sure. All right. So you guys are doing a lot of planning here. Uh, just let me know when you actually want to put something into motion as well. So, well, I might have to need to take off at about. You know, I might have to call out a little early, probably the next like fifteen twenty minutes on the outset. I do that. Going to work well, tomorrow. Well, let's so figure out then before any other time goes by, like when our next uh, next time we're going to do the next session is. I think we had some ideas. Um, I think the thirty first is when we're going to do our other actual play game next. Yep. Yep. Um, so, this January 31st is out for us. Um, we've got the 17th for uh, missions. Yep. Yeah, 24th is Unfortunately, I've uh, I'm got something going on the 24th, so I won't be able to... If we could somehow do the 20th, well, 25th would probably be out, because well, most everyone else has to work on a regular time on Monday. 
Well, we've uh, we've done I Sundays can, before. I can do the twenty fifth. I don't mind a Sunday is uh, preferably if we maybe start a little bit earlier too, like seven p.m. Yeah, that would be fine. I think I could do seven on Sunday. It might be a little tight for me, but uh, I'm playing, not GMing, so yeah, it shouldn't be an issue. How's that work for the rest of you? I'm fine other day. I'm working on pulling on my calendar here. Uh, Ken, how about you? That was Sunday, uh, Ken, the, how about you? Sunday the 25th? Yeah. I'm good. That would actually work well for me, I think. And what time are we going to do that at? Be five your time. All right. We're looking at uh, 5 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. 8 p.m. Uh, Eastern. Oh, 8 p.m. Okay. That's still okay? That works for me. That sounds good. Groovy. Yeah. I guess I'd, I'd plan on us getting more done today, but honestly, getting the logistics of the, of the teamworks figured out is pretty important, too. And people healing and stuff like that. So yeah, there's no. no Super Bowl on that Sunday with the Packers or anything. Hell if I know. <laughs> uh, Sunday, I, I was already looking at that. The Sunday, the no. January twenty fifth, is the Pro Bowl. No, the Packers are going to play in Dallas tomorrow, so you don't have to worry about the Packers going anywhere. Oh, <laughs> oh, oh! <laughs> hey, I'm a Detroit fan. I don't want to hear it. Okay, I still say they got hosed. Of course they did. They play in Detroit. Yeah, tomorrow I've got actually got an oddball kind of DJ gig that came up. I'm actually going to be playing uh, at a, I'm doing a Packer hype event at uh, a sports bar at the pier, which is basically like part of Green Bay. And that sort of thing is like so completely off our radar. <laughs> we uh, there was a Packer game that day. What? <laughs> but yeah, basically I'm bringing my PA system there and running their their cable box into the PA system, so during the game, I guess I, like, run that, you know, play the sound nice and loud, and then when they do a touchdown, I play some music or something, and then play music during the commercial breaks. Didn't you basically say you're going to just play a bunch of jock rock and <laughs> and call it good? Pretty much. I've got a list of <laughs> suggested tracks from the guy who, you know, hired me, so. <laughs> you play those tracks, you'll be happy. Yeah, stuff like the Hey Song and bang on me drum all day or whatever stuff like that it doesn't take much will there be alcohol involved well, I guess, you know, right. I get free food and drinks but I tend not to like to drink when I'm working no, I'm also, talking about the crowd oh yeah the crowd's drinking. oh hell yes. yeah it'll be easy Doesn't you won't have to do anything like, <laughs> so yeah, it's Wisconsin the, uh, the bridal fair that I went to today had not one but two bars in it <laughs> <laughs> That's a quality were- bridal pair. <laughs> and I'll bet you the bars were there just so people get through it, specifically the husband types. Yeah, right? Exactly. The women are just going to go off and be like, oh, this is nice. He's sitting there pounding him back. I'll have another one. Making- yeah, exactly. Making a <laughs> double. <laughs> Did we decide on a vehicle or are we going to start checking options? I think we check options. we got time. Well, we're okay. good. Well, I think there's something we can do all in front, like what is available, what do we need, because we all don't know what we have. We we do we did manage to get the request for one unmarked vehicle, but that's obviously unmarked police vehicles. They're still police vehicles, right? Yeah, so, there's a difference between an undercover vehicle and an unmarked vehicle. Yeah. So it sounds like we're gonna get all this 
paperwork, planning, gear stuff sorted out on the forums over the next couple of weeks. Our general plan is to get Garrett in. He's our point, our connection in. And through that, we're going to learn the crap out of this group of smugglers or dealers or whatever so that we can figure out who we can talk to or what they might be doing, if they're the ones directly behind it or if they can get us to who is behind it. Sounds about right. Cool. Works for me. Yeah, sounds like you guys have a plan. And I still um, got my MCT fly spy on the wall at the uh, taco bar. That's handy. Yeah, I should be able to start going over the footage and uh, seeing some interesting stuff. What's the battery life on that thing? That's what I was wondering. <laughs> Six years. <laughs> Essentially indefinite. They kind of they can uh, power themselves by you know outdoors if they're flying a bunch through solar power. Um, I figure they've got uh, they can they're connected to the matrix, so maybe like some sort of induction recharge thing, like like shock pads get. In other words, like that. you don't have to worry about it. <laughs> yeah, basically. Excellent. Yeah, till the rigor comes out, book comes out, then there'll be actually like battery life and fuel costs and stuff. And suddenly, they'll only last for like three minutes. <laughs> <laughs> Dang it! <laughs> All right, you've already done two passes. That means you've only got one pass left on this drone. Oh, man. <laughs> I think you have to wait 10 hours for it to recharge. How much did that fragger cost? <laughs> yeah. Somebody will screw something up. Well, <laughs> you can get a battery pack, but, you know, they're like one meter square. <laughs> the damn thing can't even fly. <laughs> yeah. Well, here's a, here's a question for you guys. This is something I was thinking. I've seen this in use today by, by the military. Do you think it'd be kind of cool for like a drone rigger to have like a drone pack, you know, a small drone where the drone can just attach to your backpack where you can, you know, do direct uploads and stuff like that. And something you could just, you know, deploy from a person. So that way you can, you can essentially move with the group. Do you think something like that would be cool for a shadow run piece of gear? Sure. That's yeah, I could definitely cool. see a drone kind of like they have for foot soldiers today where they kind of launch an airplane with either a slingshot or by throwing it. Exactly. Uh, there's one particular drone where it's like, uh, it looks like a, a real funkified remote car, but it's flat. And you literally see soldiers just like chuck these things in through windows. And no matter how it lands, it always lands upright. Yeah. And they have it or, attached uh, to a battery pack that they carry on their back. Or like the uh, Puzzler gun, a type of drone that uh, comes apart into various innocuous-looking pieces. Ooh. Oh, that's a cool idea. That's neat. I like that. I know what I might be suggesting uh, once the rigor book is uh, spec to come up for that. <laughs> awesome. So, uh, yeah, why don't we just go ahead and wrap this up a bit early then? All right, cool. Uh, if you guys want to hang out and chat a bit and, you know, shoot ideas back and forth or whatever, that's fine, but we'll wrap up the actual official session, and uh, we'll say uh, to karma for everybody. Away! Yippee. Ah, ghouls. <laughs> I'm just mad I didn't get more of them. Yeah, well, that was a pretty good intimidation role on, uh, you know, Detective Holmes' part. Yeah, you know, he freaked enough of them out between the shooting and the car coming in the way that yeah. only the most hungry and hardcore decided to stick around. <laughs> Uh, I, I, I realized I screwed up my initiative when I switched to Astral. If I uh, 
hadn't done that, I might have actually been fast enough to get an agony smell in, spell in on one of the ghouls before it died. Ooh. Ouch. Nice. The Tops Company Inc. has sole ownership of the names, logo, artwork, marks, photographs, sounds, audio, video, and or any proprietary material used in connection with the game Shadowrun. The Tops Company Inc. has granted permission to the Arcology Podcast to use such names, logos, artwork, marks, and or any proprietary materials for promotional and informational purposes on its website, but does not endorse and is not affiliated with the Arcology Podcast in any official capacity whatsoever. All other works mentioned in this podcast are the property of their respective owners. Original content of the Arcology Podcast is licensed under a Creative Commons Attribution 3.0 unported license. So if you use any part of the show, please give us credit.